The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. There's no crying in baseball! No crying! And this game's underway. Into the windup of his first offering. Just a bit outside. Here's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. Oh, my God. Deep to right field. Way up there. They're going to wave him in. I don't believe it. My, oh, my. And look who's coming up. You have got to be kidding me. You talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. Okay, play ball. Hey, everybody. Happy Friday. It is September 2nd, 2022. It is our first September episode of Payoff Pitch. We are Action Network's MLB betting podcast. That is who we are, and you have found us appropriately. If you have joined us, Brendan Glasheen with Action Network senior editor Colin Whitchurch and Action Network senior baseball writer Sean Zarillo, 15-game slate. We come to you every Tuesday and Friday during the baseball season. Um, if you've been with us all year, you know the routine. We've got a month to go in the regular season, and then we will not go anywhere once the playoffs start. More to come on that as the regular season ends, and we'll have more details on how payoff pitch will be delivered. Once the postseason starts, we still have a ways away until we get there. And, oh, great, it's it's call-up season. It's wild-card birth season. It's uh, division-clinching season. A lot going on here in baseball uh, even with other sports really starting up. So we've got, we're going to talk about fading the public. There's a pitcher going tonight on this slate that Colin is excited about seeing, and he would love to fade with the people. We'll get to that. Underdog of the day. Both guys will give out an underdog pick, and then some final bets before we say goodbye. First, though, we'll start with best bets. Just go out there and try to have fun, you know. You know, having fun is the name of the game. Hey, you trying to make an ass of me? Get on that back! <laughs> Colin, uh, you're not going to fade a pitcher in your first pick today. You're going to actually ride a guy that has had a great season. Yeah, it's a great day anytime Sandy Alcantara is on the mound. He's on the mound again today. He is an underdog again today. Anytime Sandy Alcantara is an underdog, it catches my eye, particularly today against the Braves, which is a very scary matchup, but one that Alcantara has proven he can handle. He's handled good teams and, and I like him today, obviously, as an underdog, focusing solely on the first five innings here because I do not trust Miami's offense or bullpen whatsoever. But, I mean, what more can we say about Alcantara at this point? 
I saw some comparisons out there to what he's doing this season to 97 Pedro. Now you may be thinking I'm talking about 99 Pedro, his outstanding season with Boston. No, this is 97 Pedro, his last year in Montreal when he kind of burst onto the national scene and became the fire-breathing ace that everyone came to know over the next couple of years. That's very similar to what Alcantara is doing right now. If he played for even a slightly better team in a slightly bigger market, we might be talking about him for MVP in addition to Cy Young. That's how good this dude has been this year. It was interesting to see two starts ago against the Dodgers. That was his one real rough start of the season, right? Three and two-thirds innings, six earned runs. Next time out, faces the Dodgers again, complete game 10 strikeouts. It's just insane what this guy can do on a start-to-start basis and also the adjustments we can see him make when he's facing this top competition. I mentioned he faced the Dodgers back-to-back just now. He also faced Atlanta back-to-back all the way back in May. Those were his two starts against the Braves this year. Didn't have any trouble either of those starts that time around. He combined for 17 innings, allowed one run, struck out 21. So I think he's going to do his thing today. Sandy Alcantara as an underdog is insane. He's facing Charlie Morton, who's had an uneven year. But he's still getting strikeouts. He's still top five, close to top five in the National League in strikeouts. However, the Marlins are in their better split this year against Morton. This offense is terrible, but they have a 94-weighted runs created plus against righties compared to a just absolutely putrid 66 against lefties. Again, I'm focused on the first five here. A couple of different angles here. Like the Marlins' first five money line at plus 130. However, I think that there's a very... Significant chance we get through those first five at 0-0, maybe 1-1. So I'm also going to take the Marlins on the first five run line, plus half a run is minus 115. I think that's reasonable. And then the first five under, three and a half at minus 118. If you want a best bet solely for the purposes of having one, it's just that Marlins first five plus 130. Wow. Two takeaways from that. Colin is thrilled to be back on the podcast after missing out on uh, Tuesday. And then secondly... He loves himself some Sandy. Okay, we're riding Sandy today for a best bet. Zarilla, what do you got for us today? Yeah, the Dodgers on the first five money line backing Dustin May projected this line closer to minus 185, like it up to about minus 170. May has been pretty incredible through his two starts back in the big leagues. He was phenomenal in the minor leagues as he rehabbed for these appearances as well. Expected ERA this season around 2.3. He projects for an ERA between 3.3 and 3.8 moving forward. That's roughly where you Darvish is sitting this season. Expected indicators for Darvish between 3.5 and 3.7. He has taken a slight step back this year, though. Strikeout rate down. Dodgers, not a team who's going to chase. They're going to force him to throw a lot of pitches, not swing at anything outside of the zone, and potentially get into that Padres bullpen. I think they can make Darvish work, get through their lineup multiple times against him, and hopefully they can see a third time through the order by the time that fifth inning is over because the top of their lineup is so potent. So hopefully we get that top of the Dodgers lineup coming up a third time in the fifth inning. The key here is the offensive splits. The Dodgers are the number one team in baseball against right-handed pitching. The Padres rank much closer to league average. Darvish, bit of a nibbler. think the Dodgers can lay off of his pitches. As I said, rack up that pitch count and frustrate him a little bit. Dustin May, on the other hand, I think is going to end up replacing Walker Bueller in that Dodgers playoff rotation and giving them some significant contributions down the stretch. He looks absolutely phenomenal. There is a chance that he is actually their best pitcher right now, Dustin May, based on how he looks. So Dodgers on the first five money line here, like it up to about minus 170. As I said, projected it closer to minus 185. It's still better around minus 150. 
It's a big series. If, if folks recall the last time San Diego and LA met, uh, that was when they got Soto and the Dodgers put them in their place. So uh, we'll see what the Padres are made of this weekend. Should be a, that's a good weekend series. I know a lot going on this weekend, but that's a good that's a good series that we can uh, we can look forward to in baseball. Okay, on to fading the public. I'm excited for uh, Colin Whitchurch's angle on this one. It, it, it's it's one that I feel is uh, not obvious. I don't want to take away from what he has to say. It's more so just, oh, uh, you see the name and you just you, you can't run away. It's kind of like the Sandy thing. You see Sandy, you want to bet him. Uh, 92% of the bets, 87% of the money coming in on the Boston Red Sox. They are home tonight with Nick Pavetta on the mound. And the Rangers are putting Dallas Keuchel on the mound tonight, who was absolutely terrible. On August 27th against the Tigers, I'm seeing five and a third, 11 hits, seven runs. He only walked one, but only struck out one. A lot of hard hit balls in that game, uh, Dallas Keuchel. The journey continues for the left-hander. Uh, he's 34 years old, and I just can't believe he's still up at this level. Anyway, Keuchel's on the mound tonight against the Red Sox. All that money's coming in on Boston. Last night, they make this crazy comeback at the end of the game. But again, high variance, we're on to a new night. Rangers in town. Colin Whitchurch. You're supporting the public today, aren't you? Yeah, so I want I want to give the listeners here a little bit of a peek inside the hood of the Action Network baseball vertical. Last year was my first year with the vertical, and everyone on staff had a lot of fun fading Jake Arrieta. He became our, our cash cow every single time Jake Arrieta took the mound. Everyone in the Slack celebrated. We all loaded up on betting against Jake Arrieta. We all made a lot of money. Came into the 2022 season. Jake Arietta sadly announced his retirement. We said, we need to find our new Jake Arietta. Who is it going to be? Who are we going to fade on a start to start basis? And there were a lot of candidates came and went, but that, that answer was had at some point this season. And it was Dallas Keuchel, Dallas Keuchel, the action network baseball verticals, favorite pitcher to bet against with a lot of good reasons. This is Keuchel's third team this year. He's made nine starts now with my White Sox, sadly, at the beginning of the year. The Diamondbacks brought him in, sent him away. Now the Rangers, this is his second start there. Uh, 8.44 ERA, those three starts and nine teams, 21 strikeouts and 21 walks. It's actually funny because he has an 8.84 ERA. And, yeah, he's been unlucky. Obviously, you can't not be unlucky to have an 8.84 ERA because his expected ERA is only 5.3. So he's been three and a half runs better in his expected stats than his ERA, 4.81 XFIP. He's allowing a 376 batting average on balls in play. 50% ground ball rate is actually the worst of his career. He's been a ground ball pitcher during his peak. 18.3% of his fly balls have been home runs. All four pitches that he throws have negative run values. His slider, which he only throws 8.5% of the time has been his best offering. And that's a minus 2.7 run value on top of all of that. He's facing a Boston team that is significantly better against left-handed pitching than right-handed pitching 114 weighted runs created plus ninth in baseball compared to 98 versus right-hand pitchers, which is 17th. Brendan, you mentioned Keuchel's line against Detroit last time out, seven runs in five and a third innings. I think there are plenty of ways we can play the Red Sox tonight in addition to just playing that money line, which is juiced to minus 180. I'm going to be playing that 100%. I'm with the public. But even with Nick Pavetta on the mount, there are multiple other ways you can play. Boston minus 180. Boston's first five minus 180. I like Boston's 
first five team total over two and a half, which is minus 140. Again, juice. Their first five run line is minus 135. Their full game run line is plus 105. And their full game team total over five and a half is plus 100. Yes, that's what I'm doing today in fading Dallas Keuchel. One, two, three, four, five, six different bets on the Red Sox fading Keuchel into oblivion. Please, Rangers, let him start the rest of the season. I just want to keep making money off of this guy. Poor guy has a family, Colin. And second of all, it sounds like you're ready to bury him. Like, this is like this is like the this is the end of Dallas Keuchel. It feels like the way. Yeah, he- and he's a former Cy Young winner. I mean, he's got <laughs> millions and millions of dollars. A lot of it coming from Jerry Reinsdorf. Thank you very much. So you know, he's had a great career and he's had a great life. And I hope he continues to pitch. I hope he continues to pitch because he's been a great pitcher to fade this year. Zarillo, you got what do you got on this game? If you have a play, Red Sox Rangers. Yeah, it's probably a pass for me. I might bet the first five money line for Boston. Uh, I don't really get why you would bet why you would lay the full game money line if the first five line is the same price. There's a 20 cent difference in the projections for me. Uh, minus 180 first five for Boston, minus 160 full game. So I would just lay the first five price around minus 175 if you're going to bet it, if you want to fade Keuchel. But the full game line about where it should be in the total about where it should be as well may lean to an over nine but if anything i'll probably just take some red Sox first five money line around minus 175 minus 180 okay very good uh let's see also uh someone on this uh this particular broadcast this particular podcast might be at the game tonight so um yeah i'm I'm taking all of this information in and um i will uh well someone might be but uh we'll see how it goes but yeah looking forward to dallas keichel back on the mound Moving on, we'll, uh, we'll we'll go to underdogs of the day. Where's my dog? Uh-huh. My Where's my dog? It sticks with the same theme, except we're not backing the Rangers. So what dogs do we like? We'll, we'll go to Colin first and then Sean. Well, Faith the Public is usually reserved for the Washington Nationals. So yes, understandably, I've got to pick the Nationals as my underdog of the day. Finding good reasons to back them today. Um, finding good reasons to back them on a daily basis is difficult, but I, I do think there's some value in their number today. Josiah Gray against David Peterson. Basically, two starting pitchers on the opposite end of the luck spectrum. Gray sitting with a 4.67 ERA, but a 4.07 expected ERA. David Peterson has a 3.21 ERA, but a 4.01 expected ERA. So by the expected indicators, these are pretty even starting pitchers. And I really like Gray's stuff. I think that he is going to be an above average starting pitcher in the majors and the experience he's gaining in Washington this year are going to go a long way toward proving that he has big swing and miss stuff. Strikeout rates over 26%. His slider is fantastic. He's got a 7.4 run value on that. The Mets are just average against sliders. Gray's big issue this year has been the home run ball. He's made 23 starts this year. Only four starts has he not allowed a home run, and he's allowed two or more home runs in eight of those starts. But again, I think the starting pitching matchup here is a little bit closer than one might expect. Nationals are going to win some games the rest of the year, and this is one of the better opportunities, and especially when you're seeing them at a plus money number that starts with a two. It's going to take my interest. I like the Nationals plus 220. We'll... Even more so, I like their first five uh, money line, plus 195. If you can get plus 200 there, that would be great as well. Zarillo, you're going to go to a game that we've already discussed. Yeah, and I like the Nationals. Colin pointed out, I think the you know you can just assume if you're going to get the Nationals against the Mets at this point in September, 
the line is going to be overinflated towards the underdog there. I am with Colin on the Marlins as well. Like the Marlins in both halves projected them plus 125 first five plus 133 full game. So you can bet those down to plus 135 and plus 144 respectively 2.8 expected ERA on the season for Sandy. The one concern is that Charlie Morton has been phenomenal of late as well. Since June 1st, Morton 2.8 expected FIP. So right in line with what Sandy has done. The Marlins since jazz went down in late June, also dead last offensively in baseball behind the angels, behind the tigers and against right-handed pitching, they are tied and rank dead last against righties, but the tigers against lefties, they actually have like a 53 WRC plus against lefties since jazz went down, which is almost unconscionable. That has to be the largest or the, the lowest WRC plus I've ever seen over a multiple month stretch against either handedness of pitcher. So the Marlins here, slight concerns as Colin said, because they can't score. They never seem to give Sandy run support. He's the new Jacob deGrom. Oh, and they keep losing every game in extra innings for me. I believe I've lost three straight money line bets on the Marlins and extras, but Sandy on the money line at the plus money numbers where he is currently, I think does offer value in both halves. I keep saying it, expect the market to catch up eventually and not show me value on Sandy Alcantara. But for some reason, it has never gotten there. And it goes back to the fact that I think his strikeout numbers are just a bit lower than what you get with a typical ace, but he is a 55% ground ball rate, 15% pop-up rate, just gets a lot of free outs. He just not is going to carry those big strikeout numbers like you get from other starting pitchers. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it's also when we do the, the these underdog picks, a lot of times Tuzarillo is something that you factor in. Not, not necessarily, it's not your deal breaker, but a team on a losing streak like the Marlins are due for some positive regret. So... They just can't score. It's it's like embarrassing. I've watched them play five extra innings in the past week, and I don't believe they've gotten a run home starting on second base with no out. So it's just it's embarrassing. They just can't manufacture runs. It's true. All right, enough about the underdogs. They're 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 bugging us this year. Uh, let's go to final bets uh, from both Colin and Zarillo before we go. This uh, it's a Labor Day weekend coming up, so if you've got a chance to tune in before you make your trip wherever you might be going, if you're just hanging at home watching football, watching baseball, uh, again, thanks for hopping on. So let's get some final bets before we go. We'll go to Colin then Zarillo. Yeah, a couple of similarly priced favorites. I like Mariners Guardian Zach Plesac against Luis Castillo. Always uh, have an opportunity to bet against Zach Plesak, who is the biggest negative regression candidate there is. His expected ERA is still close to a run higher than his ERA. While Castillo has been as advertised for Seattle since they acquired him at the trade deadline, including his last start out against these same Cleveland Guardians. He went six innings, allowed just one run, had 10 strikeouts. Like the Mariners, both halves, minus 140, first five, minus 155. And then the Twins against my White Sox. Davis Martin is not a major league caliber starting pitcher. He's up again here with Lance Lynn on the bereavement list. You look at Davis Martin on a start-to-start basis, and he has trouble with command. He's had a couple of good starts sprinkled in there. Those generally have come against the likes of Detroit and Kansas City. He's a soft-tossing right-hand pitcher with command issues, and that is bad news against this Minnesota offense, while Sonny Gray um, shouldn't have any issues. He's been spot on the last couple months and obviously the White Sox are in their worst offensive split going against him so twins all both halves minus 135 first five minus 150 all right Zarilla, what do you got 
Yeah, I should mention the Marlins own foreign extras in the past week have played six extra innings and they have scored one run. So I'm trying to move on. Lovely. Absolutely lovely. The Miami Come Marlins. On. Come on, Zerillo. It's Friday. You're, I don't like you're never like this down. I don't like this. It's, it's bothering me. I, I feel bad. I feel bad. Yeah. So <laughs> a couple more underdogs here. I guess a few more underdogs that I like for today. Some have moved the Giants for survival. And I should mention around minus 118 where it is. Uh, not something I threw on this list, but I do like it at that number. But the other three underdogs, I'm looking at the athletics in both halves against the Orioles down to plus 127 first five a plus 138 full game. I like JP Sears. I think he's underrated. Another guy who does not have a high strikeout rate, but he gets a lot of pop ups, generates a lot of weak contact spec ERA around four. So I think JP Sears is very effective, can keep this game close and competitive for the athletics who have cost me a bunch of money this season. The Cubs and the Cardinals, Adrian Sampson, who I always want to call Kelvin Sampson. I don't know why the college basketball coach's name is at the tip of my tongue every time I talk about Adrian. But I think this guy is underrated too. Bit of a journeyman, went over to Asia, came back, has some modified pitch mix stuff going on. The Cubs are really good at tweaking these pitchers and getting the most out of them. I think Samson's underlying indicators kind of suggest what I view him as, which is a league average pitcher. So the Cubs down to plus 204 against their rival Cardinals. I think is a solid value play. First five innings around plus 200 as well is something I may look to take. That is right about my cutoff in terms of a price target. And then lastly, the Yankees down to plus 108 against the Tampa Bay Rays. They have much better splits against lefties. They've really struggled offensively over the past month but most of their down splits was against right-handed pitching. They've still continued to hit lefties well, have hit lefties well all year, have hit lefties well for several seasons with those powerful right-handed bats that they have in addition to DJ LeMahieu in that lineup against lefties. So Yankees, bit torturous against lefties, down to plus 108 as Domingo Herman rounds into form. I think they're a solid dog value play today. Quick question before we wrap the show. The Angels are playing the Astros. No one wants to pick the Astros today? I'm very sorry we didn't get our Angels minute in. Um, love Reed Detmers. I mean, I, I know he's just, not bad. That, that just number isn't. I mean, I'm not going to bet against the Astros when the crappy Angels are only plus one twenty five. Yeah, so. the Angels. I bet the Angels first five last night at plus one thirty five. It has come down to plus one twenty. So I think where the lines have moved now, I'm off of that game. But that freaking where it was last night, I liked it. This is your Angels update. Sean Zarello, Colin Whitchers, they do a great job covering baseball at Action Network. You can find all their picks on the Action Network app. Also, their analysis uh, on the website as well as the app. The app is great nowadays, folks. It always was great, but now with the video features and articles, you can find all, and the podcast is also there too, Payoff Pitch. So uh, that's going to do it. Everyone have a safe and happy weekend. Enjoy yourselves and uh, look forward to joining you again. We're not going anywhere. Despite football being back, college, pro, we're going to be here. So see you next Tuesday as well as Friday. We'll be joining you during October as well. Thanks for listening, everybody, and uh, good luck this weekend. We'll see you. Look at his crowd on its feet. What a tribute. No one wants to leave.